we are. Back. When was the last time we actually had an episode? <laughs> we, we got carried away with this whole Toronto playoff success in, in the NHL for one round and, and Raptors who are going all the way, but we're going to save that talk for another pod. Uh, today we have a special guest. Are we using your full name? Does, Shit, wait, does it because even, does it even am matter? I, am I, I don't think it, like, Honestly, it doesn't matter. Like our viewers, listenership isn't as high. One of your one of your channel gets popular later, and then people go back to it. Then I'm screwed. We'll give you some money <laughs> off of this one recording. All right, All right. yeah, yeah, just, just, space, yeah, space. just use my full name. It doesn't matter. I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> you don't have to be afraid of me, Hugo. You should be afraid of China. <laughs> I'm not afraid of you. <laughs> but yeah, we have a our our friend here, Hugo. Um, obviously we're going to be talking about, not, well, not obvious, some of you guys might not know his background, but um, we're going to talk about the whole like, events that's happening or taking place out in Hong Kong right now. I'm just a, I'm just a normal Asian guy, okay? Like, <laughs> well, first of all, I would like to disclaim that, you know, uh, some of the stuff that I'm talking about, going to be talking about like we're going to talk about the extradition uh, bill obviously that is the most controversial things that is happening in Hong Kong right now and whatever I read uh, they're mostly in Chinese so when I when I when I'm doing this podcast I'm just trying to translate everything in my mind so if I cause any confusions I'm sorry uh, you guys can remind me <laughs> What you have to do is just bust out some Chinese words, like in the middle of an English sentence. It'll make it seem very, very authentic. You know, to give us that credibility that except, we so, so lack. You know what? People it, don't understand. No, no, it's perfect because they don't have to understand because we're, we're transitioning over to a new empire, oh, which is, is being China. So it's got to be half, half and half. It's like, what is Tazu Bao? Uh, Seriously, what is it? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so I guess like a brief. The, the date is June 21st, 2019, so the past week and a half, there's been massive protests down in Hong Kong, uh, on the Hong Kong island, where uh, I guess one-seventh of the population of Hong Kong is out there on the streets, mm-hmm. almost on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, last I heard, is actually more. Like, two million? It's actually like two million, that's like... Mm-hmm. What, over the population of Hong Kong is like what seven seven seven, seven, seven point four yeah so that's like over twenty five percent of the yeah. population out yeah, there in the streets yeah it's pretty much one out of six people hmm. in Hong Kong went out to the protest uh, so let, let me just give you guys a background of all these things because it was this bill is not new yeah right it's it was already mentioned in the nineties before eighties mm. and nineties before before the transfer back to uh, uh, to China. So in, let's say in 1996, right, the Legislative Council of Hong Kong yeah. uh, have formed a bill com- bills committee to go over all the bills and amendments in the current legislative system at that time to basically see whether or not those bills would apply to Hong Kong mm-hmm. after 1997 under the Sino uh, British Joint Declaration. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, so that, well, do you guys know what uh, what the Sino-British Joint Declaration is? Why don't you explain it to us? Yeah. Okay, so it's basically uh, it's basically an agreement between the Britain and the China and China. Basically, it's just terms and conditions that they have on to the agree. Passover, or? yeah, on the Passover okay. they have to they have to mm-hmm. meet a certain uh, conditions and terms mm-hmm. uh, in order for them to sign the paper, uh, right? Because they signed it in nineteen eighty four, right? So they know what's going on, yeah, right. <clears throat> 
So that the report from the from Bill's committee, the report was then sent to uh, the British, uh, the Sino-British Joint Liaison Group, mm-hmm. which is the council that deals with the communication between between uh, China and yeah. Britain uh, regarding the transfer, right? So one of the main job was to exchange information and conduct consultations mm-hmm. on subjects that they that might be agreed by the two sides. Yeah. So wh- so why am I emphasizing this? Is because I want to emphasize that both China and Britain, they know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They, they know what was promised. They know the terms and conditions. I feel like, I feel like China just scroll, you know, they, they just scroll the terms, of, terms and conditions and <laughs> click OK and, you know, just click next. Yeah. But <laughs> they didn't really go over that thing, I feel like. OK. Actually, you know what? I'm going to let you continue with this histor- uh, history lesson first. Before well, do you have any questions? Because it might get confusing. I, knew, I know that. Oh, no, no. It's, I think uh, right now we're, we're still good because it sounds like we understand the Sino mm-hmm. and British uh, agreement. Right, so basically yeah. there's an agreement between them, yeah. mm-hmm. blah, blah, like, And the extradition bill has actually gone through that process too, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that process has been agreed by both parties. And they agree that the legislative policy in... They, they both agree that the legislative policy in China and that in Hong Kong are way too different, mm-hmm. right? So um, the agreement would include that there's no extradition can be made from Hong Kong to China yeah. or from any part of China. So, so you, can, you, you might ask why Taiwan was not, you know, what, did not sign a treaty with Hong Kong. It's because Hong Kong, uh, uh, because China claim or has always been claiming that Taiwan is part of China. Mm-hmm. So when we try to, when we try to, when we try to sign a treaty with them, uh, China was like, yo, I'm going to be, I'm going to cut Cut this table tap in first. Okay. This, this microphone is very sensitive. It'll, it'll feel all the table vibrations. So just FYI, oh. to, to avoid the situation that we had with um, Paul uh, a year and a half ago with oh. the whole table tap in. I, I'm oh. still, I, I can hear it in, my, in the headphones right now, so I just wanted to, <laughs> you're having to cut yourself, out. You're having yourself a true Joe Rogan moment, <laughs> telling us to pull that sucker right out. <laughs> Yo, how, how long is the podcast anyways? Like, usually it's about an hour, right? Yeah, it's about an hour. Yeah, like, yeah. if the topic's good, I think this topic will probably go a little bit over an hour. <laughs> there's, there's no time limit, right? As okay, long as the co- okay. conversation's flowing and, mm-hmm. you know, we still well, have items to discuss. Conversation was flowing. Then it stopped for <laughs> I just, some reason. No, I just wanted to make sure because yeah, yeah, in the past, sure. everyone's like, that table tapping was serious. But yeah. Yeah. Eh, continue, sorry. No, it's okay. It's, so what we left up is we, we they kind of agree that, you know, Hong Kong and China is basically too different in terms of, the, of their legislative system. Mm-hmm. And uh, no extradition can be made from Hong Kong to China and that Hong Kong will keep their legislative independence and therefore the one country, two system thing. Mm-hmm. That's how it happened. Yeah. Of course, one 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 country two system is not just it's not just about this bill, right? It has yeah. a lot of it's a, it has a lot of things, right? So, but uh, I mean that that bill has been so. <laughs> sorry for the phone. <laughs> we'll just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so what I'm trying to say is the bill existed before, yeah. and they have talked about this, and after 22 years, it's still too complicated to for them to 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 pass through this bill. Yeah. So, um, even in the... Uh, Isn't it that they had the bill and they agreed, like you said, no, no, trying that, to sign up, but it right was, now they're making amendments? It was, it was, it was a proposal. Okay. Right? They, they were going through all the proposals that, like, what kind of conditions and terms that you have to go through for the, for the transfer to happen. Right. Right? So, that was one of the topics they talked about. Mm-hmm. Like, how should we... Ex- 
by extradite people yeah. from Hong Kong to China or yeah. from Hong Kong to any part of China. Mm. That was one of the topic, and they actually didn't agree on you know the legislative system. So they didn't. So they think that this bill passed through. Mm. It was mentioned before. So it's just kind of hanging in the air. Yeah. Suspended for all this. It time. was left on the side. Like mm-hmm. they they mentioned it once a while in the uh, in the um, the legislative council meetings. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. once in a while mm-hmm. in Hong Kong, but everybody was like, "Yo, it's too complicated. Yeah. It impacts too many people. It impacts too many industries. Um, it will shake the it will shake the whole world." Yeah. Basically, so they were like, "Yo, fuck it, let's just let's just let's just not do with it." Yeah. It's been twenty two years, yeah. and it's still too complicated. And for some reason, um, the agreement is still like it's brought back to uh, to mm. the table, and they mm-hmm. want to pass, and they actually want to pass mm-hmm. this bill within months. Yeah, right. I actually like in my research, I actually saw that they they brought this issue back to the forefront because apparently there was a couple that went on vacation to Taiwan. From Hong Kong, right, 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 and then uh, the man murdered the yeah, that's what uh, I, the, I, the woman. Yeah, that's what right? that's what I was going to talk about. Actually, I'm just going to give you guys some background first. Well, don't let, don't let me steal your thunder. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's like spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was totally spoiler, man. I didn't mention anything about murder. Yeah. <laughs> what a twist! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so. This is exactly what I want to talk about after giving you guys the uh, the background of the bill. So back all the way back to uh, February two thousand eighteen, like like Andrew said, there's mm-hmm. a couple who went to Taiwan uh, for uh, for Valentine's vacation, mm-hmm. and the girl was actually pregnant. Uh, she was she was murdered, and the boyfriend was the murderer. Like, yeah, I heard he admitted it. Yeah, he he admitted it. He uh, he went back to Hong Kong and got arrested. Yeah. However, there's like Hong Kong's court cannot convict him with murder, yeah, because it wasn't done. In yeah, Hong it Kong. wasn't done in Hong Kong, so they can't convict him with the murder crime, right? And at that time, uh, there's no extradition treaty between Hong Kong and Taiwan as well. Like there's, it, there's still none. Yeah. So the fugitive could not be sent back to Taiwan for directly for a trial. So the Hong Kong charged him with only minor crimes, like like stealing her credit cards and cool. and. and some, something like laundering the money or yeah. like some minor crime that get him only two and a half years of, of prison. Yeah. Right. So, so therefore the Hong Kong government wants to get this extradition bill passed to fill this loophole, like quote, quote, loophole. Yeah. Right. Sounds like a perfectly yeah. logical plan, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's like one example, like it's an extra extreme example, yeah. but that's only like one example. Are there any other like, pressing reasons or is it just this exactly. is this their this like sacrificial exactly. case this exactly. is their one thing that they're using yeah. yeah and 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 to be honest why do you have to include mainland china right because 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 you can you can start a treaty with taiwan individually you can negotiate with them yeah it could be done as in a case-by-case situation you don't you don't have to pass this bill yes or you can put that guy <laughs> on a plane and ship him back to taiwan and then let the Taiwanese government deal with that shit. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the triad triad way to do it. <laughs> that's that's how gangsters deal with shit. <laughs> Honestly, with two 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 million people, I'm pretty sure they can stuff that guy. Everyone drop like fifty cents. They can buy that ticket and send him back. Actually, you know what? Charter him and give him like a nice plane, like a yeah. one ticket ride, first class, send yeah. him for an, <laughs> half an hour flight back Un- to Taiwan. Unlimited Cavalon yeah. whiskey, like yeah. just living the dream. And 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 to be like like you said, like there are a lot of other simpler ways to deal with it, including having an individual 
negotiation with Taiwan uh, without without the presence of an actual bill, right? Yeah. As long as long as as long as the negotiation al- aligns with the domestic law and the immigration law of Taiwan, then it can be done, right? And and given given the Taiwan's agrees with it, of course, yeah. then the guy would fly right back to Taiwan for the trial. Yeah, or or they can they can suggest uh, a treaty right now and sign an actual extradition treaty with with Taiwan. Yeah, and then Taiwan agrees, and then bam, that guy's back to Taiwan again. Mm. Yeah, right. So I don't I don't see the point of of forcing this through. That sounds like another one of those cases where Western law is getting in the way <laughs> of common sense. Like, there's an easy way to get this thing mm-hmm. done without going through all these steps. And it sounds like the, the, the man has already, you know, came out and said that he's guilty of the murder. Mm-hmm. Really, he should do the Hong Kong people a courtesy and fly himself back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, when you're a criminal, you're not going to do that. I think, <laughs> you know, this, is, this guy is kind of the token that the Chinese government is using to mm-hmm. kind of push this through. Yeah. It doesn't matter what this one guy does or what right. he doesn't do, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's, it's a larger issue. And now that this issue happened, this is what the Chinese government needs to kind of yeah. step in yeah. and not, take control, right? Yeah. The Chinese government is not going to let this guy go back to Taiwan just like end this, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not what they want. Like that's, 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 that's not the motive behind this, right? And in fact, like Taiwan has made contact with um with hong kong three times already yeah after the um after the murder telling them okay yo you, you want to send this guy back uh we can talk to, we can talk about this yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know this guy killed someone in my yeah. house and you know can you send him back yeah, yeah. and our chief executive carrie lamb ignored them yeah. for eight months for eight, why 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 don't why why don't you talk why mm-hmm. don't you talk to them why don't why don't you communicate with them it's mm-hmm. a, it's an individual case. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I heard that the one proposal was to put in this extradition or addiction. I uh, can't say the word properly. Uh, I don't know. You had one job. <laughs> Learn how to say that word. I can't even spell it to go and get that. <laughs> but um, it's, they do it for this one case, and then they put in a sunset clause. The sunset clause being like a, on this date, after this date, this uh, bill or legislation will end. Mm-hmm. So that way, kind of put this thing to bed. It doesn't seem like that's what uh, Hong Kong wants to do. But at the same time, knowing what happened and Carrie Lam is basically someone Beijing had it's picked. Pop- it's just hand, yeah, handpicked. So this isn't going to fly. Mm. But yes, there has been talks or suggestion in doing it that way. But clearly it's not heading that way too. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much what started this whole thing. And I think a part of it is because they're trying to make sure, or I guess the Hong Kong people are kind of up in arms because they don't want to be able to get extradited by into mainland China for whatever reason. Because it yeah. seems like that legislative bill is going to be encompassing not just murder, <clears throat> but also like business crimes, yeah. so bribery and such. There are actually 37 crimes that get, they can charge you for uh, for the extradition. Yeah. So even yeah. if you like evade taxes or something, like money laundering, yeah. and you can yeah. get brought back. So I think part of the reason why they're so afraid and they're so pissed off is it's like, oh, well, that's pretty much given China a chance to pull people in. 
And if there's a political uprising, mm-hmm. say Hugo goes to Hong Kong, and they find I'm out Hugo is there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna disappear so hard. It's, it's pretty much over for you. I know. It's like Hugo consumes uh, narcotics that's not legal in our bill. You know what? Extradite his ass back to some of the China. Dude, I, I, but I gotta be fair though. They did mention that you know all of that um, 37 crimes that can be extradited. The sentence has to be seven. The sentence of those crimes has to be seven years or more, and that um, uh, for political crimes mm-hmm. and religious crimes cannot be extra, uh, extradited. Yeah, but they'll gotta hit you with some random yeah, ass yes, shit. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Like they it sounds safe like, and everything, but except it's China we're talking about here. Yeah, they're gonna <laughs> be like, oh, yeah. There's, there's a lot <laughs> of shit that you can do that's illegal. No, remember, remember. Uh, I don't know what you guys know about the. Um, just there assume was, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the bookstores. There was uh, oh, yeah. the bookstores owners in Causeway Bay in, uh, in Hong Kong yeah. back in uh, 2015. Uh, in October and December, between October and December, mm-hmm. five of the uh, bookstore staff, including the owner, mm-hmm. what they disappeared. Yeah. Right. And uh, because the bookstore sold books that criticized the, the leadership of, of China. So they went completely missing with their travel documents remaining in Hong Kong. So in, ni- in, in, 20, in 2019 February, uh, China actually confirmed that they were detained mm-hmm. by, uh, by the government. All five of them were brought into custody mm-hmm. for, for guess, guess what they were charged with? I don't know, like prostitution? <laughs> that could be one too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were, charged, they were charged by an old case. Of so it it was the case that they committed before yeah dangerous driving that's or, what I heard too like because this thing doesn't have like a starting date it can yeah. be retroactive so yeah. that's why a lot of business people are saying they don't want to do this or they don't want to allow this to go through mm-hmm. because to in our business classes you, you talk about local customs and mm-hmm. like how the way that you do stuff in in Asia is different than how you do it in North America. Bribery, mm-hmm. gifts and stuff are kind of frowned upon in North America. Mm-hmm. While in Asia, it's, you know, that's how you push business deals through. Mm-hmm. And if they decide and deem that as illegal, mm-hmm. uh, business misconduct, then you're getting pulled. And that could mean you can be a billionaire tycoon, like real estate tycoon. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, because you had to make those moves in the mm-hmm. past, mm-hmm. Uh, they can take you away mm-hmm. and take all your fortune, take all exactly. your money, mm-hmm. and exactly. that's part of one of the things. That's that that was what I was initially thinking was the whole idea of this whole thing. A lot of people are kind of pissed off, especially if they're being outspoken mm-hmm. about the Chinese government government and and their ways, especially like Tiananmen Square uh, and and such, right? And trying to quiet, uh, silence them. But it's, it's definitely not a coincidence that this came up around the same time as yeah. the Tiananmen Square anniversary. Yeah, like of this came up almost yeah. like on the exact same anniversary date. Because I, I think China, the Chinese government wants to shut people up, right? Like yeah. you, you're trying to protest yeah. the uh, the massacre. Yeah, there you go, like a bill. Fuck you. Right? Yeah, no, but like at the same time, I feel like with this whole Tiananmen Square shit, it's like there's obviously this this this, this happened. It's almost like the Holocaust. You can't deny that it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, why this year? Why was it so, um, so out there, right? Like so much publicity about the Tiananmen Square this this year. Like what's so special about it? Is it like a 50th anniversary or is it some odd number it's year? It's the 30th anniversary. Is it the 30th? Uh, 30th? Yes. It's 30th. Yeah. It's 30th. 30th. Yeah. So, but at the same time, like being playing the devil's advocate, um, do you think 
there's all this talk about the U.S. government, how Trump got elected in there. It's because of all the Russian bots and Russia playing playing chess while everyone's playing checkers. And mm-hmm. now it's like the U.S. turn or the Western uh, side's turn to play, you know, try to play chess on mm-hmm. on Chinese people or the Chinese government. They're playing Chinese checkers. Yeah. They're playing <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and like they're they're calling them yeah. out. Like the Chinese government's like saying, "Hey, get your black hands out of our pocket and try to like instigate and cause such a." Well, the black the black hand is like a, a literal chi- uh, translation of, yeah. uh, of, yeah, 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 of, yeah. of a of a Chinese yeah. saying, right? Like, sure, it is. Term. Yeah, it is. It you is. It is. I can confirm. You I made confirm. that shit. Uh, I can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think the I think the G twenty. Meetings plays yeah. a part too, yeah. uh, and of course the trade war between China and, oh, yeah. and it's it's Hong Kong is basically a, 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 a chip, a, ch- a, a chip on the table. It's a pawn that's yeah. being used to put to put China on blast right now. Right, right. So I I, I mean I can't hundred percent tell tell guarantee that there's no foreign forces. Yeah, but I mean I'm still living by that model. If if your people are, are living are living happily. Uh, uh, their lives are good. There's, there's jobs, housing is good. Yeah. People can afford the, their lives happily. So essentially, no, everything ma- that Hong Kong cannot provide yeah. at this moment. Yeah. Right so now. like, people won't like even with foreign forces provoking, mm-hmm. like people won't come won't risk their future and risk their life to come out to go against you. Isn't it crazy though? Like when you look at in North America with all the identity politics that's going on. Uh, and now you're seeing in Hong Kong and China, it is identity politics as well, because it's all uh, Hong, local Hong Kong, Hong Kong people versus say mainland China, uh, mm-hmm. like mainlanders from China. Mm-hmm. This is uh, it plays out almost exactly the same as how you see it in in the states, right? You have the alt right and the alt left going at each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there is some sim- similarities but in north america as well we can vote democratically right mm-hmm. we don't like what's going on like mm-hmm. eight years of barack obama and the democrats all right we're gonna vote in trump and the republicans yeah we have 10 years of stephen harper now we're gonna vote in trudeau x years of <laughs> x years of liberal government in ontario mm-hmm. we're gonna vote in buck a beer a buck a beer and right? now they're fucking and, exactly, and that's exactly what china doesn't like right china mm. thinks this is stupid like you guys selected you guys elect because of democracy yeah. you guys elected a stupid freaking racist sexist asshole <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. so and and at that's actually in 1992 right there's when during a conference was on uh i think chinese government actually came out and said uh that democracy doesn't bring improvement mm. that's what they said it's off a little bit of a tangent we're going off a road here uh i don't know if you guys watched the hbo uh, series chernobyl, chernobyl? Uh, I haven't seen it yet i would say but i highly recommend it very very good one of the <laughs> better tv shows uh, <laughs> it's like 30 seconds 30 seconds ad right here uh, try, try to get hbo to, to sponsor us <laughs> and fund us but uh, essentially it kind of brings up a highlights in 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 a sense like democracy uh democratic society versus uh a communist society yeah. uh, when at a time of crisis where there's sacrifices to be made it seems again HBO might be playing it up but at the same time it seems like when hard decisions need to be made a communist government or a society will always make the hard decision and in a, de- a democratic society that's not the case because everyone is looking out for themselves 
and that that's fair in itself but at the same time that's why i noticed and i think that's just one of the striking mm-hmm. thing about a communist society where when i'm looking at them there's no way of you're telling us there's a nuclear meltdown <laughs> that's gonna happen right here right. and they need volunteers like 400 men to dig underneath the ground to to make sure spoilers the, alert dude yeah. this, <laughs> this shit happened 33 years ago <laughs> spoiler shit. shit i didn't know about it spoiler is like fuck this they barely survived it. <laughs> but that, that, that's what i'm saying like I, I can see where china like china went through the whole communist thing and now they're trying to get to a hybrid where they're trying to build in a free market or capitalist communism and yeah, but that, that's just a tangent I kind of threw off. Like that's mm-hmm. when I was watching that show, and that's kind of that kind of made me think. Like, there's a lot of hard decisions that needs to be made, and sometimes with a communist system, there's no one to answer to. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the society, what's the greater good? Okay, we're gonna have to sacrifice three people to make sure this gets this critical thing gets done, so the rest of the country and the rest of like the continent can be saved. And there's no if and buts. Like I can only imagine in in a democratic society, there are gonna be heroes that step up and do it. But how long are we gonna? How long will it take for that to happen? Right? Versus in communists, you know what? This is the case. It's gonna happen. You either decide to come out yourself, or we're gonna just select one of three of you guys out here, and someone would step up at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Anyways, continue and, on. And, 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 <laughs> like, like, but but at that at that point like who decides what's the better good Let, let's say it's not let's say it's not a, a, a an event that would endanger the uh, the country mm-hmm. so who makes the decision like wh- what what makes your decision like what makes the country's decision a better decision for the for the for the for the, for the citizens like who decides what's the better yeah that you can decide like the the country say this is a better decision but but why like but why? Why do? Why do they have to sacrifice these kind of people for the be- for the better good? For and the better good only really sometimes benefits the the the, the decision maker. Yeah, I think that's that's a that's a fault with like communism. Hmm. Uh, ultimately, who knows? A couple hundred years, it might evolve, and there might come <clears> up <throat> over there because democracy is the best that we have right now, mm-hmm. and. We can see that there's issue with democracy as it as it is, but again, mm-hmm. this is a better system than versus communism. I can see yeah. like the principle of what communism and socialism is aiming to become, mm-hmm. but with human nature being as it is, like you said, people are greedy. Yeah. Eventually, mm-hmm. it might start off pure, but once you have people that have control, power, power yeah. probes, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just look at the whole world right now. The whole almost the whole world is like a capitalist society. Right, even your you know communist societies, every single thing is being done now to protect the elite. Yeah, right? even in a communist society, you don't think that if a disaster struck, they would do they would sacrifice the poor, the poor lower class people mm-hmm. to like yeah. die in order for the elite to survive and rebuild society. Yeah. So. Fuck what we're saying, like you're, you're talking about. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, remember, I don't remember where I left off. Actually, yeah. this this is going somewhere. I mean, because <laughs> you're saying how like started out 1992 yeah. at a convention. Uh, was it one one the convention that you're saying how like China China did not agree with how like yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was a it was a it was a it was a conference when they when they make it public publicly that mm-hmm. they they don't believe in democracy. Democracy do, doesn't bring improvement. Yeah, right. So, so my opinion is that is that. Um, 
you're not you, you might not be wrong right mm-hmm. like look at how look at how china is doing right now mm. they're, they're growing they're powerful yeah they, they are intimidating yeah xi jinping um, is president for life like yeah. the guy is going to be president until he, he dies he, yeah. yeah whenever he wants to step off yeah like, you know whatever, like that, right? that that's what we were saying like with the whole 19 it was in 1984 when they start discussion mm-hmm. about the tur the passover or yeah the passover the, the passover the, the, the yeah. sino whatever yeah. not the jewish passover <laughs> <laughs> the sino british passover the sino british joint decoration. margaret thatcher yeah but like when you look at the whole situation at the time then china was were they even a top five country in terms of like global politics they're not no they weren't so at the time when they were doing the sign and over they I, I can only... I'm going to give them a benefit of the doubt that they weren't expecting to be where they are at this moment. Mm-hmm. Granted that they did have a plan, like, I think it was the 100-year plan or 50-year plan in terms of improving. Yeah, uh, like, China's, uh, you know, influence in the world. That's what they, they have. They have mm-hmm. they have goals and they have plans and that's where they're trying to reach. But mm-hmm. at the time, they weren't at this stage, right? Because back then, there was still USSR was still around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had... Uh, the British still having a, quite a say in world politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the U.S. obviously. Um, so when when we're talking about that kind of turning over and signing off and saying, you know what? Okay, I agree. I agree. Agree mm-hmm. with whatever the whole yep, Passover is. Scrolling the contents and condition without reading. Yeah, without <laughs> understanding and without full expectation of where they are gonna be and what kind of player they are gonna be. And not expecting that they're kind of almost creeping up on the U.S. and overtaking them in terms of the GDP mm-hmm. and then whatnot. Um, I think that's probably one of the issues or problem with the whole Passover. Mm-hmm. Uh, the British people clearly not good at handing back control to people yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, multiple <clears throat> times. Yeah, the British the British should have practice at this because the British controlled like half the world at one mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Like, my parents are from former British colony. Like, your parents too, yep. right? Hell, like we're, we're, we're living in Canada. Yeah, it's true. If you, and if your you're coworker, born, who was probably Indian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, mean, oh. I, I do agree that, that, that China uh, is powerful and all that. They yeah. probably... That doesn't they probably don't know how to deal with this <laughs> but right is, now. Is, is it China that's spinning the narrative right now because I know there's a lot of spinning going on within yeah. China so even if the people are hearing about it which may or may not be the case mm-hmm. now China is spinning it and saying okay well US provoking us yeah US is starting the protests right yeah we've had Trump speak out and Christian Freeland and Justin Trudeau and yeah. Pompeo has spoken out everybody there's going to be the G20 later this month where Trump is going to meet with Xi Jinping so they're saying that there's a lot of foreign influence, but that's just China spinning the narrative. Mm-hmm. Also, you have a lot of like, so Hong Kong is a business hub, a financial hub in Asia. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like chambers of commerce around the world are kind of getting uppity, right? They're getting kind of concerned. Right. So they're getting concerned that if this extradition law takes place, a lot of their financial and their business freedom will be like changed. So they yeah. said that they're starting yeah. to influence the protesters. Mm-hmm. From what I'm, from what I'm hearing, the protests are pretty grassroots, right? They're started with the students, yeah, right. But they're still students, actually. Yeah, the students are taking to the street, yeah, yeah. and they're <clears throat> organizing the pockets. And it doesn't need to be, <clears throat> it doesn't need to have that foreign influence because it kind of gathers steam. It's a, it's a very popular protest. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know if it necessarily needs that foreign influence to, yeah, to be there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then, none, nonetheless, China's like spinning that story but speaking yeah. on the other side just just because like 
preparing on myself for for this pod here i was looking at it and i was trying to get some unbiased like views or articles and trying to get some facts on on the whole origin of it and it's actually more difficult than it seems um just because google itself if you type in h hong kong protest it's gonna bring up a lot of youtube videos. youtube vox yeah you get like vice and they're typically on the left left yeah. side of things mm-hmm. most of the time right. if not all mm-hmm. the time um so it's hard to say like well what's the true thing where mm-hmm. we're just normal people unless there's got to be information that we're not going to be privy to and mm-hmm. it's not we're never going to be privy to within our lifetime mm-hmm. um, yeah i've seen some re- uh, reports from there like reporters people pretty much ignore the the, the reporters so the foreign news shows up and they're like in the middle of the protest. People are not like jumping with those cameras, like talking a bunch of shit. Yeah. They're it's, just on their mission trying to like go to that police headquarters, yeah. like go in front yeah. of there, grab the bullhorn and rally the people. Yeah. They even provided the, uh, the, the, the reporter, they reported some equipment, some mm-hmm. safety, safety equi- uh, equipment too. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to ask you yeah. for, because I know where you stand on this side of, of the protest. We all know from 1997 onwards, once the Passover happened, the mm-hmm. clock, the countdown has already begun with mm-hmm. the 50 years yep. to like uh, one country, two system. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, after 50 years, they, everything that you've built or you guys are trying to maintain at this point is all going to be gone. And I know that part of the protests, one of the initiative itself is to try and maintain and uh, create a good future, a bright future in our actual Hong Kong future for the next generation. Mm-hmm. But when knowing that there is a hard timeline or deadline that's fast approaching, how, what is the whole objective of, like, of what do you think the whole right? objective of this protest is? Like, ultimately, what are we going to get at if at the end of the day, it's still going to, you know, China is still going to come in. Granted, it might not be now, but it could be 30 years from now. It could be tomorrow, actually. Like, at the, the the reason why we why we, why we protest is we we want to keep our not independent I wouldn't say independence right now but but we 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 protest in the hope that China will change in mm-hmm. in in those twenty something years China because they are like you said they are going through a hybrid mm-hmm. uh, system right now mm-hmm. who knows like in in twenty thirty years they might actually realize hey dem- democracy is actually not, it's actually not too bad they yeah. might actually losing up their grip. <laughs> Right? Mao Zedong's probably like rolling in his grave right now. Who? <laughs> Mao. Mao's probably rolling in his grave right now yeah. with this hybridization and yeah. even reaching out yeah, and cause, working cause, with the West. Yeah, because um, not Mao, but the other the other guy. Don Zupin. Yeah, yeah. That he actually he he's actually pro democracy. He's the one that opened it. Right? Yeah, he, yeah, he's the one who opens it up. Yeah, and 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 there are people in China. Like, don't get me wrong. Like. The people in China who wants democracy, mm-hmm. right? So, so that the idea is there, right? Like, and, and Hong Kong people is trying to send out that message. Yeah. Rather it gets to the rather it gets to the Chinese people or not, they just want to send out the message that it can be done. And then we hope that the Chinese government will see this and will change upon this. But, and, but if it's just the Hong Kong people that are protesting, then. Uh, forgive me for saying this. I don't see it as something that could be successful. Mm-hmm. They need the foreign influence. They need the foreign influence because, mm-hmm. you know, like it or not, the trade war probably has hurt China. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as much as it hurt the U.S. and Canada and different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But there's a bunch of global headquarters in Hong Kong. 
all of a sudden now, if that if that stock becoming a business hub, for example, Singapore's so just a little bit south. Right, that's going to hurt the bottom line mm-hmm. uh, of China at, at, in the end, right? So, I mean, I, I don't want to disparage any of the protesters and the, their cause, but I think they need uh, the outside hand to help in this protest. Yeah, but I, again, ultimately, even if you get, let's say, China kind of rolls back in Telecarolam, you know what, just just drop this whole bill 30 years later we're not going to be able to Carol M you might not be around by then but you know 30 years later it's it, we're it's still going to get absorbed into it right mm-hmm. um again, it's, like, everything it's built like everything it's built on hope yeah like you might you might think it's pretty attractive and 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 you know because that's all Hong Kong people has, has left yeah like there's no there's no hope <laughs> see like the thing that i want to say is that at the time of 1997 like hong kong was such a big because they were at the forefront in asia in terms of dealing with like western civilization like mm-hmm. uh they're europe the, they, and they're the, they're the gateway they're the gateway essentially but at this point in time like they're only like the 18th most populous city in china like hong kong itself. uh yes you're right and uh that's they're exactly only... what i think that's exactly where the agenda is because because Hong Kong used to be, used to be, you know, the, at peak, they yeah. used to, Hong Kong generates 20, what, 29, yeah. uh, 29% of the total GDP of China. Yeah. At this point, it's only yeah. the third largest urban economy. As much as you say it's a financial hub, there might be Shanghai might, might, different, you look at it in terms of di- uh, the Different stock. set of rules, my friend. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even when, you know, my company's doing like all, all this data work, whatever. Like to cross the China firewall is some serious business, mm-hmm. right? I have to have servers in China is a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're, for example, changing changing the playbook, right, and we can't use Hong Kong or Singapore or whatever as, as, a, as a trading a, hub, as a, as a trading hub, right, to deal with China. Mm-hmm. Now we're in a situation where now China's controlling all the rules, right? Yeah. Um, well, at the same, because. You know, all these like fi- financial institution, they're all good and stuff right now. But the second that in thirty years, let's say this again, the the best outcome that we have is they drop the bill and we move on for thirty years of peace mm-hmm. uh, and stability. But once that turnover happens, and assuming that the Chinese government hasn't changed or hasn't modified or evolved and grown into more of a democratic society, mm-hmm. you know those financial institution they don't have an issue with pulling everything up and just bringing it to the next you know asian country that allows them to operate in a tax haven yeah yeah and that's that's what hong kong people are trying to fight for right now like they they don't want them to pull out now (laughs) the craziest thing is is like when you see people protesting most of them are people that don't have i want to say they don't have the type of uh, financial background in terms of like the working class the people that are working in in banks and such they're not the bankers aren't out there protesting it's it's always the people that are the, the lower income people that don't really have a future and can't afford living in hong kong and and such right it's, it's really yeah. like the, the anger really comes from it's it's not sometimes they hong kong people don't think about too too they can't think too far in the future anymore mm-hmm. right they they have to worry about living they have to worry about uh, um uh, eating mm-hmm. so at this point hong kong people can't really look into 30 years later oh like after 30 years what then like, yeah they, they can't look at that and that is and and all this anger is accumulated from you know it's from 
from all these movements and and all this stuff that that China has been doing to Hong Kong. Yeah. So it's it's it's, it's at this point it's not even about the financial aspect of it. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there is there is there is influence like because 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 you know if this bill passes, like half of the investment is gonna be gone. Yeah. Right away, right. So, but the main thing that they're fighting for right now is is for a better life, for a better living, like for for a chance to speak up. Really, the slogan is, "If I don't speak up now, I might not even be able to speak up later." Yeah. Right. That's that's what they're going for. Like they're not going for anything smart, like anything that we're talking about here. Like, yeah. you're right. You guys are right. Like mm-hmm. after thirty years, like all the economies and stuff, like it might. It might, it might, they might pull out. Yeah, because it's it's easy for people to, it's easy for companies to, to move themselves mm-hmm. and move resources. Mm-hmm. Right. And unfortunately, the flow of uh, the population doesn't move as freely as money and resources. And that seems to be they took advantage mm-hmm. of what the ninety nine years of what British colony mm-hmm. it was took advantage of yeah. it, and now they got extended life of 50 years yeah and if you were to go and talk to any ceo right now i'm not even sure if they're gonna be they, they even care they're gonna they're basically yeah. gonna say anything after 97 was like the pro was a bonus at this <laughs> point we're just living at, mm-hmm. at peak and then once we yeah. have to make that decision to make a to, move to on out, yeah there it's yeah. not a hard decision for them yeah because you know the moment you involve corporations and bankers in the equation like you know that they're protecting like something that's corrupt yeah, like their mm-hmm. their their involvement as an entity, but also a non-entity at the same time. Yeah, their advantage, their ability to take advantage of like tax loopholes and all the loopholes. Like, yeah. once the loophole is closed, again, they're gonna pick up and move to the next spot mm-hmm. like a rat, right? Yeah. Once the one house is demolished, guess what? They're gonna run to that other house. Yeah. So as a as a Hong Kong people, like what I'm trying to say is, why not take advantage of that, right? Yeah. Like they yeah. they're selfish people. They're yeah. not gonna care for you at the end, yeah. but. If they care, they care right now because they, they might have to move now. So why not take advantage of that? So when, let's say, let's talk about trying to get, and like, as always, nothing will likely be solved in this, but just an idea of bringing for, up. What do you think in terms of the whole, there's a lot of the bigotry that Hong Kong people have this, you know, shown towards mainlanders. A lot, especially like people up in the north, like that speak Mandarin. Um, not so much like the bordering town, like GZ with Hong Kong, because speaking Canton or like Canton people are just they understand they're, they're Cantonese, right? Mm-hmm. Versus like the Mandarin, the Mandarin speakers, yep. it's different. And there's always been a bit of a uh, profiling against them, always kind of discriminating against them, saying like, "Oh, Hong Kong has become there's more people speaking Mandarin in Hong Kong." than before but granted there's also more people speaking mandarin in japan and hmm. in america and canada and canada <laughs> and it's it's just a matter of fact that that's that's, that's the trend of it yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're growing and potentially who knows maybe in our lifetime probably not probably just a little over a lifetime they could become the number one yeah you know there's going to be an official language of canada mandarin in like 100 years yeah mm-hmm. so do you think part of it is also because Hong Kong identifies himself as something completely separate from Hong, uh, from China for so long that at the same time they're they're fighting back, but they're not, the way that they're kind of protesting and demonstrating that they're different is forced in the hand of 
of mainland China because they got a, you know, Chinese people, even Hong Kong people, they have a thing about face, right? You got to say face. It's about respect. You can't be uh, running about and doing all this stuff and disrespecting me. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's part of it too? Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think, uh, well, like, I wouldn't say, like, people might think Hong Kong people think they're superior, mm-hmm. but that's, that's actually not the case. It's just a different culture, right? So we, we were, we were, we were fishermen sport 100 years ago, mm-hmm. right? And who, like, the, Brit, the Britain actually developed Hong Kong into a financial center, right? We were raised in a Western culture. We were, mm-hmm. we, we, we became successful under the, the, the Western influence. Should have stuck to that shrimp paste making, man. That was the industry. <laughs> <laughs> shrimp paste. Ah, I, I actually don't really like. But that. you know what's crazy bad. though? Like when you look at it, like you see a lot of people waving the UK flag and showing, you know, oh, that, we're, that's we're, that's too much. I feel for me is that that is too much for yeah. for me because we we're no longer under the rules of Britain. I, we shouldn't identify us ourselves as British. Yeah. But we were raised under that culture. Yeah. We, we're a very unique hybrid culture. Mm-hmm. We keep a little bit of Chinese culture and then we leave the Western way of things, yeah. and and that is why um, that and that is where the where the conflict comes in, right? Uh, we we don't live on your culture. We. To be honest, like Hong Kong people never ask the mainland people to adapt to our culture, mm-hmm. right? Like you live on your own and we, we want to live on our culture, mm-hmm. right? Like why, why, do you, why do you guys keep trying to assimilate us, mm-hmm. right? It, we're not doing you any harm. If anything, we are we're actually still helping the Chinese economy <laughs> yeah. in our own way. Like for the, first, for the first 15 years after the return, after the transfer, it was all good. Yeah. Like everything was working fine. They once one country's two system thing, it's going well. Mm. Like why are you breaking all the promises right now and trying to assimilate speed up the assimilation right now at this moment? Yeah. Right? In China's purview, you can't be different, right? Yeah. So the Hong Kong people can't be different. The Taiwanese people cannot be different. When you look at the Uyghur Muslims, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. There's some like cr- pretty crazy shit going on, like genocides, like jailings, all oh, that, that stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. You cannot be different under that system. Mm-hmm. China will, will, what do they say? Like, the nail that sticks out gets, gets hammered down mm-hmm. or something. And this is where yeah. exactly where the frustration of Hong Kong people come from. Let's say, let's say we're telling you, uh, we can, we're all Canadians. Mm-hmm. Let's say we're telling you to go, like, you can't watch. Basketball. You can't watch baseball anymore. You can only watch. Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with baseball. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't watch hockey anymore. No, not right now. Force yeah. you to watch baseball. And you can only watch. I don't know. Let's say cricket. Yeah. <laughs> or like anything that doesn't suit your culture. Mm-hmm. You're forced to watch that. Yeah. How are you gonna feel about it? You're gonna feel frustrated. No one the Raptors is winning, but you can't watch it. Mm. Like, come on. Like. True. It's 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 the it's the like we are okay to become. Part of China, like I always say that we we are Chinese. Yes, mm-hmm. we we like we are in a city that is belong to China, but we don't belong. To, but we don't feel belong. We belong to Chinese China. Yeah, the city is owned by China, but we don't feel belong. Yeah, right. That, well, I just bring that up just because I don't think for people that are trying to push doing all this, mm-hmm. but at the same time they don't understand what had what had. They might not have understood what had transpired for Hong Kong to even be part of like a British mm-hmm. colony at the time. Right. Yeah. And to think, because if you think about it, again, with the whole thing of Chinese people saving face mm-hmm. and wanting all that, 
So you think that China, China was humiliated as a country or a region for the longest time over the last 150 years? They're completely mm-hmm. humiliated, especially when if you think about it, China, World China, War One and World War Two kind of thing. Yeah, World War One, World War Two. That's mm-hmm. oh, that's like the tail end of it. But if you think about it all the way back, China and, Chi- and Chinese, it's like Zhongguo, which is like Middle Kingdom, which is essentially saying everything belongs started from the China, China and it spreads outwards. Mm-hmm. And to have all these different influences come in and then pretty much, uh, lack of a better word, you know, rape and pillage throughout mm-hmm. uh, 200 years. I'm, it's not just China, right? But like uh, China being one of them with the whole opium war, we're pretty much drug-induced by, by the British. Mm-hmm. And then we they lost the land. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, they got humiliated by... Um, Japan, a small mm-hmm. little island mm-hmm. country, and then they got yeah. humiliated. At this point, once yeah. World War Two was over and yeah. the communists, like the Republic of China, mm-hmm. came over and that army came about, they knew yeah. one thing. Like when I was speaking, talking to my dad before, because um, he's seen war scenes when he lived on the border of Vietnam and China. Mm-hmm. He said during the dispute of like uh, Vietnam and China, like the Chinese soldiers when they're running up to battle, there was no fear if. Mm-hmm. They're running into battle, just going at it, because in their mind they're drilled to never be humiliated again on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like right now we're not experiencing war, but this is more so on a like like a principle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, China did flex their BDE in the Korean War as well. Yeah, like that whole conflict, the U.S. was going to take over or help the South Koreans take over the entire peninsula. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Chinese pushed them right back. To the 49th parallel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To stop that from happening. Mm-hmm. That that war is still on right now. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because yeah. China exerted their, their influence there. They, they, they showed their power, sheer power in numbers. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's... I think part of... Yeah, part of it, I do agree that part of it is because China finally get to enjoy enjoy the power yeah. that they never had. Yeah. And enjoy the... Uh, enjoy humiliating people instead of being humiliated. Yeah. So I think they do. They do. They they are enjoying that 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 uh, that aspect of it. But uh, does it have to be this way? Does it does it have to be a dictatorship? Is what I'm asking. Be, to become powerful, you don't like. There's no conflict between power, like p- power and democracy. I feel like. Oh, uh, look at the states right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can you can shit you can shit on Trumps all you want, or like I I'm not a I'm not a pro Trump fan. But if you look yeah. at some numbers right now, like. They're not actually not doing too the, bad. The economy is doing yeah. The economy well. is mm-hmm. like the the dollar the is hitting all time high. The the inflation rate is pretty. It's at the one point one point eight to two. And then the, I the, want to say those numbers aren't hard numbers. Mm-hmm. It's very it, it's soft. It's not a hard number, but but the, you, you can, can you can turn see. that number to like you know tell a story or tell your narrative mm-hmm. as much as you want because it's again a lot of time these are all reactionary numbers right. Who knows what it is? That as good as it is, okay, fine. I uh, granted that they might have job creation, and their economy's doing. Oh, we're only at fifty minutes, so we're, we're doing pretty well. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was hoping we, you wouldn't look. Uh, <laughs> we're um, like they have job creation, but at the same time, you know, as much as the distribution of wealth within that country isn't ideal. That's the issue. It's the distribution of wealth, and I can see where say a country like China or Russia uh, 
they're the two main flagship for communism, right? Mm-hmm. Not not USSR anymore. They're dead. Um, but they're they're the flagship for communism, and they're saying, well, look, more of our people are rich, versus look at how, like like America. You know what? You guys are pumping your BDE, you know, showing it off and all that. <laughs> you gotta bring that up. <laughs> but internally, it's a freaking shit show. When you look at yeah. like the amount of like homelessness that's yeah. going on, Fucking it's like Flint, Michigan. They can't even drink the water. Still, like there's it, people dying in the streets. Come like, on, you're you're in America. You can't drink water. Yeah. That's like the least. That's, <laughs> that's like uh, the least thing you can do. Provide like drinking water. Yeah. And, so you can say that there's that narrative on it. Uh, the state's doing well. I can also see how China might be pumping yeah. up. Look, look, we're we're going growing, and the rest of our population is growing as well. Like maybe our poverty is low as well, or is still high, but people are leaving poverty. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just me saying on the other but, end. But I mean, that's what China always used, or China and Russia always used to hold over like America's head, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, look at how you're treating the native people. Look, yeah. at, look at how you're treating the Hispanics and the black mm-hmm. people there. Mm-hmm. But now, like, the same shit's going on in like China. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to know about the Uyghur Muslims, right? right. I'm yeah. not sure what Russia's doing. They're probably doing something shady. <laughs> Those they, the Russians probably have their own Uyghur situation, yeah, probably, mm-hmm. or the Ukrainians. Let's just yeah. say, right? Mm-hmm. So. That's the, see, those are like the soft country, right? I'm not well read in the Uyghur situation. The yeah. only thing I've known about them is through Vox and Vice. So, mm-hmm. very biased situation. And the CBC. And the CBC. Yeah, but, also very liberal. Yeah, so it's it's very soft, bordering country, bordering areas. It's always mm-hmm. going to be a fight in terms of culture, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know what? Like, China internal could be saying, you know, this land, this Uyghur region belongs to China. But all these Muslim people are influencing these people in this region to become Muslim. Mm-hmm. It can be two sides of the coin. Um, what they're doing is clearly wrong if they have concentration camps and mm-hmm. there's culturally cultural genocide going on there. Mm-hmm. Right. Shit, there was other points. <laughs> you move them all down. But I mean, I, I don't I don't deny that yeah. the fact the fact that the fact that um, I, I'm not I'm not trying to say what they what they're doing is wrong right but they they have proved themselves to be like the, the dictatorship it's it's actually working right now it's they're growing everything it's uh, people are getting wealthier but they haven't i feel like they haven't proved democracy wrong yet they don't agree with democracy yeah right they have proved the dictatorship to be working but they haven't proved democracy wrong so so what about if you if you open up your country a little bit more mm-hmm. And become friends with like you know with all this other country. Your 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 country might actually be uh, be able to flourish even further at this point. You we we it's something that we don't know. Like it hasn't mm-hmm. happened, and we don't know, right? Are, aren't isn't China already kind of doing that? The whole Belt and Road the Belt and Road uh, initiative. Like they're actually building like this long like train infrastructure throughout Europe. They're actually having a lot of foreign investment in like yeah, Af- in Africa. In Africa. Yeah. Like they're building a lot of shit there. Mm-hmm. So like they're already ex- exerting like their BDE across like the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> Had to mention it three times. Three times China. They're already like you know having that that global influence across the world, right? Why can't they build some fucking roads for us here? Yeah, they, they really <laughs> they really should, man. Yeah, like that's again they're playing freaking next level 3D chess going yeah. on right here. 
the the way train, that train to, what's like what's that board game again? Train to uh... train uh, <laughs> ticket to ride. Ticket okay, to ride. Yeah. yeah. They play, they play, a shout out to Josh. That, yeah. they, they play, the board game right now. They play, 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 except they have a lot of trains. Yeah. They have they, they get two turns. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know what? They're doing it in a way that's different from say what Western civilization has been doing all this time, which is. Uh, set up military yeah. basis right they're yeah. doing it on an economic way and now you have you see trump crying about it with the whole huawei it's yeah. gone to a point where like politics has gone into um like capitalism like you know, it's supposed to be free market why yeah. is it not free market anymore mm-hmm. you're making these accusations they're making the accusation that they're 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 spying, Still, they're right? spying right? yeah essentially but google spying on us too yeah mm-hmm. google and facebook spying all the time yeah mm-hmm. so really with, with the whole democracy or democratic society it's all above the free hand invisible hand free mm-hmm. market but really now you're you now you look at it it's the tables turn where you have the number one tra- champion of the democracy turning around and using politics to control mm-hmm yeah, it is kind of hypocritical at the same time, right? Like, I guess, I guess when when democracy develop into develop further f- far enough into the progress, it will turn into something else. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, I can't. I just can't agree with dictatorship. I think that, that right now there's no way of saying what's right and what's wrong because yeah, there's always there's no, pros and yeah, like cons. It could, it could both go mm-hmm. both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the, clearly, both sides, mm-hmm. both. Both system isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. We can all agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, are we ever going to get to like a utilitarian utilitarian way where mm-hmm. everyone agrees Utopia. on one way? Yeah. Utopia, yeah, not, maybe not. Like, and not happening in a hundred years, two hundred years, it might never no, happen. People always find something to fight over. Right. They always find some difference, even mm-hmm. when the, all the people look exactly the same. There's always like a difference. We need to identity fight over, politics. Right? <laughs> we need an alien force to come. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the whole world would you like we'll, we'll be united <laughs> and then and then fight against. The only you know, like, movie I've like ever seen. That's yeah, that's yeah. exactly <laughs> it. The, all the all the alien space forces always come, and the first country they always visit is the United States, and demand to see the president. You know we're fucked. Sooner or later, sooner or later, they're gonna start invading China. Just yeah. watch. They they have a, they came up the movie the space the first space movie. Is it Chinese China. funded? Because those are some yeah, shitty ass graphics, dude. Yo, but, have you watched it? Like, uh, what's the movie called again? Um, it's a Chinese space movie. It's actually pretty good. The CG is on par with Hollywood yeah. movies. So when you're talking <laughs> talk about that, like China is all, is all about stealing technology, and they're smart. And the U.S. finally realized that this is the issue, and that's the reason why we see a lot of these Chinese film like like productions now. Not production, but like movies that are funded by by Chinese companies because mm-hmm. they're funding it and they're taking all that they're tech it, for sure. And they're smart because they know we were trolling the shit out of their damn CGI yeah. for the longest time. <laughs> so now we move forward. We know India's next. If you've ever seen like those those Indian movies and the special effects, you know, <laughs> they're the next ones coming. Uh, they cannot change. It'll take another 10 years, but yeah, yeah they get there. They can't change their shit. Yeah. That shit is amazing. It's mm-hmm. almost like Hong Kong cinema. Mm-hmm. I kind of like uh, look back and get all nostalgic with like a Hong Kong cinema with a... Uh, yeah, back in the nineties, yeah, yeah, Stephen Chow back in the nineties, mm-hmm. like Jackie Chan and, and all that stuff in the eighties, nineties. Those are like the glory days of like China, uh, Hong Kong cinema. Right. The glory day is right now for Indian cinema. 
Mm. <laughs> those those stuff, those stunts, cars yeah. blowing up. Yeah. They're just like <laughs> ridiculous uh, uh, actions. Those, those ridiculous yeah. action scenes stay true, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like when you talk about glory days, um, and this is, I think this is uh, one of the catalysts for mm-hmm. the uh, for the protests too, right? Because we live through the glory days. Yeah. We, we 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 are getting dragged down. We're getting pulled down from the glory days now. So people are not willing to let go in Hong Kong. I can tell you that. Like we we still miss the glory days. But everyone always looks back and say those were the days. Those Just like how days. we always say yeah. we look back like oh these kids don't play outside anymore. Yeah. What happened? These kids are yeah, all but, Snapchatting, showing their tits and yeah, ass but on Instagram. At, <laughs> but you look <laughs> at it. It's 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 the same as it's the same as we how our parents how our parents tells us right like our parents are like yo. Uh, when they didn't have all the technology that we have right now, yeah. they'd be like, oh, look at all these kids. Uh, we were just reading newspaper, and now you guys are all on the phone. Dude, I do right? that shit with my kid all the time. Yeah, I'm like, but, why are we buying all these toys? I probably had, like, I probably had a lot of toys, too, no, but, but like, I yeah. can't remember. <laughs> Back in the no, day, I was just thinking of playing with a piece of string. Yo, mm-hmm. That's your problem, man. That's your problem. <laughs> but, but what I'm trying to say is Hong Kong, Hong Kong people, actually, it's actually, like, their quality of living has actually gone down completely. And yeah. th- this is where the frustration come in, right? And this is where the protests come in. And we, we enjoy that time but could that, it we, be... that we can't have anymore. Yeah, but could it be also at the same time where it's like, Hong Kong, when I go back, there's always... I'm going to say go back like I... Uh, yeah, you, you let me go there. Get the fuck but out when, of here. When, when, when I go back. When, when Anthony goes back. <laughs> but uh, granted that... There is a little bit more attachment as I go back more and more. But at the same time, when you when you look at it, could it be the same issue, like like a micro version of the United States is happening with Hong Kong? Because they were in a democratic kind of free society there, mm-hmm. and which allowed the wealthy to get richer. But at the same time, is it really a China government issue at this point where there's such a huge divide between the rich and the poor? Mm, there could be a lot of reasons. I mean, the, 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 the world economy hasn't been doing as well as the 90s. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that could be one of the catalysts. But how about the, all, the, all the expats that goes back, uh, go, not goes back, but goes to China or Hong Kong and work? How about all the jobs, the good jobs that are being taken up by expats? What is expat? Sorry. People that aren't, <laughs> aren't from Hong Kong originally, mm-hmm. like say they're from they're English people or Americans mm-hmm. that goes to uh, Hong Kong to work in those uh, companies. Mm-hmm. Those are expats. Are they the one that's taking their, their jobs as well? Or they're it has, the one it that's has always the been wealth. the case, though. Like it has always been the case. Like even even in the nineties, there were a lot of you know American people, British people mm-hmm. in Hong Kong taking all the high positions yeah. Yeah. in Hong Kong. Like they, so maybe they used they used to that culture. But what if this is a case because it's like. Um, the growth or the disparity isn't on a gradual or consistent uh, basis. It's exponential. The rich people just keeps getting richer and richer mm-hmm. because they have the capital to keep investing and keep taking advantage of all the... Um, basically, if you have money, say, even in Toronto right now, if you have money back 10 years ago to buy a condo mm-hmm. for cheap, guess what? 10 years later, that condo like appreciated by double or three times the value. Mm-hmm. And the rich people get richer and they can have that kind of capital, and sell that, and they have a large sum, while versus people like us that didn't get a chance to invest at the time. 
we're still all here holding uh, our that's, dicks. That's exactly mm-hmm. what um, what happened in Hong Kong. You're right. Like yeah. in terms of the housing, pe- in terms of house, uh, the housing problems. So uh, is it just a, like I guess it's it, it was goes it back. was it was all it was it was one of the one of the main reasons of 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 Hong Kong housing market going out mm-hmm. is because it's because of China people be doing investments here. Like they even they even put their they even opened companies in you know British Virgi- uh, Virginia Island yeah yeah the BVIs yeah they opened a company there to avoid taxes and yeah. they they actually they actually inflow their 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 investment in Hong Kong, into Hong Kong mm-hmm. that's how they jack up the uh, the housing prices yeah thirty two percent of the of the foreign direct investment for from Hong Kong is from it's from BVI. From so China. let's say if China comes in and say right now, you know what? If you're Chinese, to protect Hong Kong citizens, we're not gonna allow you know mainland Chinese people to buy buildings or real estate in, in Hong Kong. Would that kind of almost assist and kind of ease the issue with the, the poverty? In, it's in Hong it's Kong? not even that. It's it's for it's a population thing. Like they. The, the housing market going up it, other than you know Chinese uh, investment coming in yeah. it's also the population keep growing yeah right the population growing it's because Chinese letting 150 people down to Hong Kong every day and the quota is always full yeah so every year there is you can do the math I, but I but the thing is it's like okay you get influx of Chinese like uh, mainlanders coming down yep. from from mainland China mm-hmm. but are they taking the jobs that Hong Kong people would want it's almost like the same kind of idea like, oh, don't let the Mexicans come into the States. They're taking all our jobs. But bitch, you don't want to do that bullshit job cleaning a guy, like toilet They're not all taking, day. like, they, I, but I, I would just say that. I'm just angry. Yeah. And the angry tone is almost yeah. like directed at that American, not to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, almost, I almost feel like... We have to do our own gardening. <laughs> no, it's, 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 I mean, it, it's fine. It's fine that, that they are coming in and... Bring us the knowledge, right? Yeah, like they can bring us the skills, they can bring us the knowledge, they can bring us investments. They can right? serve that fast food better than you can. <laughs> Sometimes I kind of think like what? these Chinese, like mainlanders that come into China, doesn't make any damn sense because there's more opportunities in China. Yeah, so and and that is exactly why they the people who go to Hong Kong now they're not skilled. So let, let me ask you this though, like. I see a lot of people, people amongst our friends that went back to China, oh, not China, went back to Hong Kong to work. But you as a native Hong Kong person has never had that desire to go back. What's the reason? Mm, for me, not for, for me not going back is because I came here when, when I was young. Mm-hmm. Like my, I, I see my roots to be here. Like, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, Hong Kong is a home, but Toronto is also a home, right? Yeah. My wife's here. You guys are here. Yeah. My parents are here. Yeah. So I mean I gotta think of myself too, right? Yeah. I can't just because yo I'm Hong Kong I gotta I gotta fight for that freaking I gotta fight for the cities. That's why I have to move back there. My my sister moved back. Yeah. Right, and she's struggling. Mm-hmm. She's struggling pretty damn hard too. Like she she still can't get a housing there. Yeah. So like after seeing her, like do I really want to go back, right? Yeah. To fight for sometimes you just gotta. There's personal reasons too. Like I would like to fight for Hong Kong, but damn, like <laughs> my wife is here. Mm-hmm. My parents are here. You guys are here. I'm, I'm. I can't go back. I can't just give up everything and just risk my life to go back there. Yeah. Right. You I love. That, I you... love Hong Kong, but I love you guys more. Whoa! <laughs> shit. That's, that's, that's I, don't you, I, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. You me before. No Hong Kong. No Hong Kong. But but this is what I'm saying. Like everybody has their own personal mm-hmm. reasons to yeah. stay here. 
like there are a lot of people there are a lot of Cantonese people or Hong Kong people in Toronto yeah like like we all mm. have families here we, we basically have our roots here already yeah if I have a kid that kid's gonna be rooting here yeah do you have but, a dual passport yes I do yeah so does that come into influence that you you have this as your home right mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have that choice they have that one passport right right exactly. there they only have that one identity mm-hmm. uh, speaking to my my coworkers like oh how's the protest affecting you like mm-hmm. what do you must be crazy there they're like no man i got dual passport like i'm good like <laughs> i don't even care yo and- again they're like the fucking uh, financial institution man they can piece the fuck out when shit goes yeah. it's a fan yeah and and not gonna lie that's exactly why I'm doing this podcast right now because yeah. bro if anything happens I'm just gonna burn my passport and just leave here in Canada we just, can't, we just can't have bachelor parties on yeah, Hong Kong just, and China just, for you yeah I just can't go to China yeah, I just you, can't go back to Hong Kong but you know <laughs> you definitely know that's, Trudeau would cry for you if China tried to get you if China ever got you they have a 99% conviction rate is he fucking yeah. done you're, you're yes. done yeah there you go like yeah, the, hey, remember that 1% chance you gotta hold up the hope 0.1 not yeah, 1 yeah. 99.9% Nine. Oh. Conviction rate. So whenever you're arrested in China, you're done. You're gone. <laughs> I heard you get to pick the bullets they shoot you. Yeah. Uh, that's just a city rumor. I, feel like. I don't think that might have... be a Stephen Chow movie. That yeah. There is not democracy for you to pick bullets in China. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, like uh, I mean, I, 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 as much as I say I love Hong Kong. I'm a native Hong Kong. I love Hong Kong, but I do love Toronto too, right? Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't say I love Hong Kong because so, and I should give up everything I have here mm-hmm. just to go back to Hong Kong and stay there, right? In fact, they are actually fearing. <laughs> the Canada is actually fearing that because of this protest or this bill, there might be another wave of immigrations back to Canada. Well, we're Canada's fearing. We're... Trudeau is not fearing. <laughs> Trudeau is like shit. No, give me some more the, immigrants. Yeah, yeah, that's let's get this shit going. <laughs> we're talking about the rednecks who are fearing. But you know, yeah. you know the rednecks be like, oh, Chinese people. We've they're okay. We we dealt with them since the seventies. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 for, for, to be honest with you guys, like it's just hard to hot talk. Like I do have Hong Kong people do have identity crisis sometimes. Right, we have multiple identities. We're Chinese, we're Hong Kong, and we, like me, we. I moved to Canada. I'm Canadian, mm-hmm. and I ent- identify myself as Canadian. Yeah. So sometimes you get that get that um, identity crisis. You don't know who you are. You don't know which side you should you should you should stand on. You sh- you don't know what where your future should be sometimes, and it's kind of it's kind of frustrating sometimes. I gotta tell you that. Um, Sometimes I do think about going back to Hong Kong, but um, it's it's not realistic. I do want I do like when I see all these protests, I want to go back and 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 contribute my whatever I can do. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't give up whatever I have here. I, I want to say though, like the last time I went to Hong Kong, I can't even use back to Hong Kong. But stop saying not... stop saying you're going back to Hong Kong. You're not going back. I went I went <laughs> to be back. fair, my wife is Hong Kong. I went there twice. Well not I went, really well, technically I went back. Her family's from Hong Kong. Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm Canton people, you know, so <laughs> same idea. But like when you go back, well like I, I guess for me, when I go back it feels in a strange way, not familiar, but to see all the faces, mm-hmm. like Chinese people faces, it's it's comforted in a way. 
it's not like when you travel elsewhere mm-hmm. you're like oh yeah, you're it's sick true. enough it's, it's comforting to go back there and to hear it in language that you're familiar with yeah that you're familiar yep. with and you can communicate with other people yep. that's me my perspective too because i grew up like in this neighborhood of toronto yeah right like all these chinese people <laughs> all these chinese people so like when i'm traveling in like the europe or something i'm like shit look at all these white people when i went to hong kong i'm like traveling with you know what this is like people. pima yeah i could deal Huge with this pima. like I, but those people in hong kong tripping ball scene yes <laughs> not, well not really oh, shut up, i think person. only in lkf that you guys you're fine i think people like we're just minding their own business. Right? You know what? I think we already talked about this on uh, yeah. the travel podcast, right. right? Like people just mind their own business. They don't mm-hmm. care about you. They want to get from point A to point B. No, but like the last time in February when I went back to Hong Kong to before going to Stephen's wedding, yeah. we went to LKF. Like uh, for people that don't know, actually people that listen to this podcast already know what LKF is. Mm. Uh, a very touristy spot or expat spot where people go to a party. Man, I never thought that there were so many black people there, mm-hmm. like uh, black promoters, mm-hmm. until I went there, and I was just like, every yeah. single bar is a black promotion. Mm-hmm. I guess it could, it could also be because of what, the what do you mean by black promotion? No, no, like that the black hand, the black, no, no, hand. black <laughs> hand, the black hand influence. Oh. Yeah. But it's more like uh, it could just be because like hip hop culture is such a huge thing now that, uh, granted, they weren't even American black they were like african black oh. <laughs> yo try to go to try to go to gc uh gz yeah <laughs> so, there's there's a that if you ask raven yeah. <laughs> i think he might know like there's a there's a there's a district that is especially for black people there. i never saw a single black person when i was in g no you, there, there's a single district that is 90 percent. you want to talk remind me to tell me where that is so i'll never go there <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to talk about like like uh, identity issue like people mm. fighting each other this was like maybe 10 years back when i went back to to china with my with my family Wait, when, when i met you in hong kong yeah when I met, but when, when I, I went to like gz it's crazy because like all the cap system is different and it's almost color, color coded mm-hmm. they go like oh hey if you're a canton speaking mm-hmm. person and your family's originally from canton or gz area mm-hmm. Take these color caps. Mm-hmm. These are like native Cantonese speaking, like GZ people. Mm-hmm. Don't take all those other green or whatever cap. Ta- I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah, whatever yeah, the color yeah. it is. Yeah. But don't take those ones. Those guys are all like the northern Chinese right, people right, right. that are running. They have no idea where they are, where they're going because they don't know the city. And also, they're gonna like try and like scam, scam you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. even within just north of uh, Hong Kong, it's like Chinese people are fighting against Chinese mm-hmm. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the, and that, that's exactly why we we I said the uh, China is big. You know, and it's there, the same there's thing. Different, man. There's different cultures everywhere. Like the north is, and the south is already different. Like there's Sichuan, like Sichuan. Yeah, yeah. Like but the food like, is different. Every all the cultures are different. So like just exactly what I'm talking about. Like just leave the culture be. Like you can live with it. And exactly why we're having identity crisis because you're trying to assimilate yeah. us and trying to take our culture away because because we're not the same. Like and. At the same time, in China, there's different cultures already, yeah. and that is why I don't understand why China has to assimilate us into the mm. into the system, right? That's that is why we're feeling frustrated. True. Mm. There, there, what, what two hundred something language in, in China, like yeah. dialects, not languages, mm-hmm. uh, and we're speaking one of them. We we speak Cantonese, and for some reason they want to assimilate Hong Kong into a Mandarin-speaking city. Yeah, and I just don't understand why. Yeah. But Cantonese is a dying language, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. Mm. It is. But just 
just leave us be then. Like there's there's Hakka yeah. language, there's mm-hmm. uh there's like fucking yeah, um, there's, yeah, there's all, that all that all that dialects, right? But like why can't you just leave Cantonese be? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's my question. Right? I feel you. Yeah. Hugo, like we just did an hour and fifteen minutes. This might be our longest podcast. It's not. It's not? I don't think it is. <laughs> but I, I feel it's a good time to wrap up. Okay. I feel okay, like there are good emotions. Everyone, voices were raised. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, you guys, for you know providing the uh, the platform for me to, to speak up on that. Although I might get arrested later. but We, uh, <laughs> we hope there's no consequences from this. No consequence to any of us. Because yeah. I'm sure we're all going to be traveling back to China, no, I mean, Hong like, Kong sometime. Cause, <laughs> yo, because at one point, we, we, we kind of stayed neutral. We, we, talked, we looked at how, how China was developing and everything. And they actually said, well, you can't deny that. China is successful right now. Yeah, right. They're powerful, um, and and the only question that I have as a Hong Konger is that is why can why can't being why can't becoming wealthy and becoming powerful coexist with democracy? That's all I'm asking. It does coexist. Yeah. It just doesn't belong to us lower class people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a point yeah. there. Uh, but yeah. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Well, uh, thank you for thank providing you. me the uh, the platform. I'm sure you're gonna bring in a couple of new listeners, a couple yeah. of new subscribers. So uh, well, hopefully, I sure uh, hope so. And I hope <laughs> our current listeners uh, enjoy the content. Yeah, this was a good pod. Uh, thank you very much. All right, peace. Thanks, everyone.